The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Uh, some details have emerged of the strategic plan for the future of RTE, the plan largely put together by the new Director General, Kevin Backhurst, provided to the Media Minister, Catherine Martin, towards the end of last week. It is going to be uh, revealed in all its glory uh, and all its detail to RTE staff tomorrow. But in, van- in advance of that uh, so-called town hall, some details have emerged this evening. Uh, the headline one uh, being 400, a target of 400 uh, redundancies uh, in the organisation. David Davenpower is with me, a journalist and broadcaster and of course a former RTE political correspondent. Uh, David, you're welcome to the show. Um, We thought we might have to wait until tomorrow uh, to get this. We've seen some of it uh, now. What is your initial reaction to what has emerged? Well, it's sad news, but it's it's sort of inevitable. Um, The only way RTE can tackle its cost base is by looking at its headcount. Uh, RTE's budget is 340-odd million a year, of which uh, nearly 190 million uh, goes in salary-related costs. So you can see that the the lion's share of the RTE budget is eaten up there. Now, 400 is a huge figure in the context of previous RTE redundancy deals, which have not been very successful in attracting applicants. Uh, I mean, between, I think, 21 and 20 three or 21 and uh, the beginning of 22 uh, the headcount shrunk by just under a hundred or just over a hundred from 1800 to 1730 or something like that so there had traditionally hasn't been a great appetite uh, for voluntary deals uh, the, the government will presumably not want to see forced redundancies Kevin Backhurst has already set his face against that but it's going to be a struggle getting 400 people uh, to take up this uh, this, this, this offer. We'll have to see what the terms of the plan are and we'll have to see if the, the, um, the, the decrease in morale mm. uh, will, if you like, make the terms more, um, uh, more attractive for people in RTE because certainly RTE for the last year, uh, I mean, the employ- employees for no reason of, uh, of, of their own have really been Aunt Sally's out in the public there with people making fun of the organisation they work for. It's not a very nice position to be in. I, I wonder as well, I mean, despite the fact that nobody would want it, the prospect of mandatory redundancies is probably more real now than it has been in the past. So that, that, that might make the, the, the attraction of a, of a voluntary package that bit better, might it? Uh, I'm not so sure. I mean, the government won't want to see compulsory redundancies if it can be avoided, and the trade union group know that. Um, I think I think the prospect of compulsory redundancies in a semi-state, even one as embattled as RTE, is not something that the government wants to contemplate. So I think that they will do what they can to avoid uh, wielding mm. the stick. I mean, for for the time being, it's certainly going, going to be the carrot. Um, but like I say, 400 is one in five of the workforce in RTE near enough. And that is a very tall order. Uh, we, we actually have a, a little clip, if you want to take a listen. This is the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar, who has just in the last few minutes given his reaction to some of this. I believe RTE is an essential uh, service. It's a public service broadcaster. Uh, and we're not going to allow it to fail. We're not going to allow it to cease to operate as a going concern. And that's why they will need additional finance. They will need that before the end of the year. Uh, the exact amount has yet to be agreed. 
All right. So, uh, Leo Varadkar, uh, uh, that's all he was willing to say, I guess, understandably, given that uh, the report hasn't been published, or rather the strategic plan hasn't been, and, and RTE staff themselves don't know the detail of it, and they won't know until uh, tomorrow. But some of the other details, David, that have emerged uh, is the possibility of a partial sale of, of land uh, in and around the Donnybrook campus. Uh, there's no mention of the sale of 2FM. There's talking about closing down some of the digital offerings like RTE, Junior Radio and 2XM and, and some of these things. Um, the other, I guess, uh, maybe headline figure uh, or, or, or um, uh, aspect of this that is kind of headline grabbing um, is this 50% target for independent outside production company content, uh, uh, which some people will perceive as kind of a move towards the, the publisher model, the Channel 4 model. RTE might kind of fo- focus on news and current affairs primarily, and all the entertainment stuff will be made elsewhere. Well, that's the way it's been going, uh, hasn't it? Uh, the, the other um, uh, development that's hinted at uh, in the reports that have emerged this afternoon is more activity in the provinces, specifically Cork and Limerick. And of course, uh, that, that, that will be popular with politicians in those two cities. Uh, and you may recall that when they wanted to move Lyric FM in a, a rather uh, badly thought out mm. uh, plan a number of years ago, uh, it was knocked in the head by the government of the day within within uh, a week. And so the idea of uh, moving uh, services to Cork and Limerick, I think, will be attractive to some people uh, and will certainly, um, uh, if you if you like, soft, soften the pill uh, for some uh, TDs and ministers from that area. Uh, the way you describe it, though, again, to go back to the voluntary redundancies, this 400 target, I mean, it, it, it sounds like RT is only at the beginning of a kind of painful process of rebirth, quite possibly. Uh, absolutely. It will be a different organisation at the end of this process. And of course, it will require, as Kevin Backhurst has said on a number of occasions, it will require substantial finance from the government over and above the injection of 40 million to uh, bolster the running costs. Mm. To, uh, to finance that redundancy scheme because RTE can't finance it on its own. That is for, that's for absolute sure. So uh, I'm afraid uh, the taxpayer is going to be on the hook for a good chunk of that. Well, well uh, again, uh, just before I let you go, I mean, with your political hat on, that, that is partly the audience for the strategic plan. It's not just RTE staff, it's, it's government as well, isn't it? This was Kevin Backhurst being able to say to government, listen, we've, we've taken this crisis seriously please give us the money that we need to keep things going. Yes, that's, that's precisely it. I mean, previous plans, in fact, there haven't really been any coherent plans uh, under D. Forbes and Moya Doherty. This was what the Department uh, of Communications ministers and politicians were c- continually complaining about, that Orti didn't have a coherent plan. It wanted money. Uh, it was con- uh, for forever shaking the cup in the department for extra funds, but it didn't seem to know what it wanted to do with them. Uh, at least with Kevin Backhurst, he has come up with a, a, a comprehensive, albeit very painful plan. Uh, but as I say, uh, it, it will be very difficult, I would imagine, to achieve that figure of 400 mm. without some element of the stick at the end of the day. David Davin Power, who is a journalist and broadcaster and, of course, a former RTE political correspondent. David, thank you very much uh, for joining us here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.